One word from God is able to change your entire world. The message you're about to hear will mold you to be a model to your world and bring you excellence, prosperity, success, healing, purity, and dominion over all forms of wickedness. Get set for an encounter of a lifetime to open up your heart to receive God's word from his servant, Bishop David O. Thank you, Lord. Send your word to us this morning. Impart upon us your wisdom. Blessed be your name. And all the saints of God in the house of God shout aloud, Amen. Amen. Give God your hand one more time and get seated. Shout hallelujah. Somebody excited to be in God's presence, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I do believe, as I welcome you this morning into God's presence, that God's greater glory is come upon you already. In this great month of wisdom, it is your season to shine. Let me hear your prophetic amen. Today, God is going to honor you with his mighty hand. And your life will not be the same again. In Jesus' precious name. People will see your mighty works this month. And they shall ask, what wisdom is this? Shout hallelujah. What validates wisdom is mighty works. Wisdom is never known by words. It is only revealed by works. The product is what truly describes the wisdom. In our series of teaching this morning, we will be looking at the products of wisdom. The products of wisdom. We want to be focusing on result producing wisdom. Wisdom is described as applicable knowledge. Whatever you know that is not applicable is not wisdom. You may be a professor and be a failure. You know it, but it is not applicable. What you apply, not just what you know, is what makes you wise. Many people know it. Very few are applying it. It is application that brings about results. The products of divine wisdom. Does wisdom have products? Let's look at one or two scriptures, especially the Proverbs. Come with me to Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs, what we have is painted or pictorial knowledge. Now, proverb can be described as pictorial knowledge, giving you a picture of knowledge. 
that can be applied to issues of your life. By the way, I'd like to recommend for you, if you can, all through this month, to read through the book of Proverbs. I've started doing that myself, gone a bit far, so that you can get inspired with the spirit of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 3, I'll read from verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. So your happiness is tied to your degree of wisdom. And the man that gathered understanding. Why? He said, for the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver. Those who pursue silver have settled for less. There is something more than silver. Whosoever gives you money has given you something less. The greatest gift a man can give you is a gift of wisdom. Because by that, he has shown you how to get silver and something more. And the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all things that thou can desire are not to be compared unto her. Look at that. What will he do for you? He will give you length of days in her right hand. And in our left hand, riches and honor. Our ways are ways of pleasantness. And all our paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. And happy is everyone that retained her. The Lord himself, by wisdom, had founded the heart. By understanding the heart, he established the heavens. And by knowledge, the depths are broken up. And the clouds drop down the tube. Now looking through that passage, you can find product of wisdom, length of days, riches and honor, pleasantness, peace, life. Now, chapter 4, look at that. An extension of the products. Verse 7, chapter 4. Wisdom is the principal thing. Say with me, the principal thing. Let me hear you again. Therefore, what do you do? Get wisdom. Stop settling for the minor. Go for the principal. What you go for determines what you return with. You want to become a principal? Go for the principal. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Verse 8. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thy head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver unto thee. Look at that. Those are the products of wisdom among several others. Now, look at verse 8 specifically because we will focus on that in this first service. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. So, number one product of wisdom we are considering this morning is promotion. Your promotion is at the mercy of your wisdom. If you are wiser, you will be better promoted. All lasting promotion comes from wisdom. People are on the floor because they are fools. I have said in our all-night service that if you are a fool, you will end as a stool. People will be putting their leg on you. If you are wise, you will go for the throne. When Nebuchadnezzar 
saw the wisdom of Daniel, he stood up from the throne and did obeisance to Daniel. He bowed to him. He said to Daniel, you take charge. I come down for you. It is wisdom that exchange your low position for high position. It is not the legs of men that brings promotion. That I have discovered from scriptures. It is not who you know, but what you display that brings about your, your promotion. Not who, who you know, but what you display. What is upstairs here is what takes you up there. What is here is what takes you there. If your brain is dull, your destiny will be low. If your brain is anointed of God and sharp, your place at the top will be preserved. I've never needed to lobby for anything in my life. What gets me to where I am, by the grace of God, is the wisdom with which I'm operating. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. What you do with wisdom is what determines what wisdom does for you. Exalt her. Place value on wisdom. And wisdom in turn will place you on a high value of life. You are walking in a place. Don't try to use human method to walk your way to the top. It may not last. When wisdom lifts you, it keeps you to wherever it has lifted you. With the wisdom of Daniel, he remained relevant. Daniel transcended the, the, the kingdom of three kings. The first king came, he excelled. When he died, they thought everything was over. And suddenly they had to call for him again. There, he excelled again. And when they needed him again, they called for him. You see, wisdom makes you relevant in every place you go to. Truly wise people don't beg for job. Job looks for them. Truly wise people don't apply to be on a board. They keep scouting for them. Because wisdom speaks. Wisdom produces works that speaks. Daniel initially thought promotion is by application. So when the prisoner for whom he interpreted was leaving the prison, Daniel gave him his complimentary card. When you get there, make mention of me to the king. The man got there and forgot. Until one day, the, dream, the king dreamt and they needed an interpreter. Suddenly, they remembered his works. And his works became the address for his location. So they went to the prison to bring him out. And instantly he was promoted. Wisdom. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. Promotion is the aspiration of everybody. Nobody likes to be stagnated. Nobody likes to be at the same spot all his life. So promotion can be defined as advancement in life. Elevation. Positive change of status. To be promoted means to be entrusted with higher responsibilities. Now everybody wants that. But it comes only to people who have exhibited a high degree of wisdom. 
What has promoted this ministry today is wisdom. And I see you as the next person to be promoted. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. So the recipe for promotion is wisdom. Wisdom. Now, read with me a verse of scriptures from 1 Samuel chapter 18. Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. And as you partake of his blood today, his wisdom shall be transferred to you. Amen. I thought I heard somebody say amen. amen. The wiser you are, the faster your promotion will come. The wiser you are, the faster your promotion will come. The wiser you are, the faster your promotion will come. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 5. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him and behaved himself. How? And what was the result? And Saul set him over the men of war. Wisdom preceded is being set up. With wisdom, you can be brought down. He behaved himself wisely. And as a result, the king thought of promoting him. He set him up over. Promotion means to be set over. He behaved himself wisely. There is wise behavior. There is foolish behavior. Most people who think they are being persecuted today are simply behaving foolishly. What many Christians call persecution today is just pure foolishness. Foolishness. You are behaving foolish. For instance, you don't get to your workplace and be reading your Bible in your office when work is there. At 9 a.m., at 10 a.m., at the peak of work time, you are reading your Bible. If you walk in my office like that, you'll be sacked. Somebody says, is it not church? It's not ministry. It's ministry, but there is time for everything. It's time for everything. Every other person that works in other places, they read their Bibles before they leave home. At break time, you can read your Bible, not at work time. When they now suspend you, you call it persecution. Say, it's because I'm a Christian. No, it's because you are foolish. You are stupid. Are you hearing that? There's time for everything. You are arguing with your boss that employed you. Signed your employment letter. You're on your way out. You can't say yes, sir, or yes, ma, to your employer because you are older than him. Then you go and start your own business. You are sent on an official duty. I say, I can't go. They say, why? They say, I don't feel like going. The Spirit of God says, I shouldn't go. <laughs> then the Spirit of God will lead you somewhere else. Amen? David behaved himself wisely. Now, if you read the story between David and Saul, you will understand the kind of environment in which David worked. The king didn't like him because of fear that he would take over as ordained by God. Now, in the same chapter, there was a time he took Javelin to throw to, against David and pin him to the wall. But David escaped. But in the midst of that, the king was promoting him. So you can be promoted by people who hate you. By the operation of wisdom inside you. 
there is what you do, there is what you say that they cannot ignore. That makes that even when they don't like you, they still need you. People keep you not because they like you, but because they need you. And it's wisdom that makes you produce what makes them to need you. Don't tell me the Egyptians like for Joseph to become their prime minister. Who will take that? Nobody will. A stranger and a prisoner for that matter coming from nowhere. They check the records. They can't trace anywhere it was coming from. They ask what is his state of origin. They can't find it. They tried to place him on quota system. And they were going to drop him. But they needed this wisdom. People keep you not because they like you. But because they need you. So, And it is wisdom that makes you to do what will make them to need you. That when they shove you aside, they discover that they can't do it. So they still call for you. Joseph said to the king, he said, look for a man that is discreet in your kingdom and put him over these affairs. And they looked and looked and looked. They couldn't find. He said, Joseph, we still need you. We still need you. Come here. It is wisdom that makes people to need you. Because wisdom gives you what they don't have. Saul did not like David. But he needed him because of his wisdom. What makes people not to do without you is wisdom. That's why he says, exalt her. It will take you to where no man can take you. It will give you a place that nobody is willing to vote you for. If in your place of work, they discard you, don't you worry. When they need what you carry, they will call for you. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I live my life tension free. I don't struggle for anything. Why? I know I carry something that people need. And very shortly, they will look for me. Very shortly. Just like an ant will look for sugar. When you carry wisdom, they will look for you. Now, what is the wisdom path? To promotion. What does wisdom teach us to do if we want to be promoted? Proverbs 22:29. Seest thou a man diligent in his business, then tell that man he will soon be promoted to be among kings and not among men. men. Among kings, not among men. men. So it is your diligence that brings about your promotion. Your diligence. Your diligence. Your diligence. In Proverbs also, chapter 12, verse 24, it said, The hand of the diligent beareth rule. The hand of the diligent beareth rule. But the slothful shall be under tribute. Shall be under tribute. So if you are lazy, if you are not diligent, you will be under, you will be demoted, you will be unneeded. Somebody says, you don't know the system in which you were. A place like Nigeria like this, you see, it's because of all of such considerations that things are down for you. We, 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 we have become so used to the system and we talk so much about the negativity of the system that it is now affecting us. I like you to make the scriptures your reference point. I don't know. As I'm talking right now, somebody is in that kind of situation. 
You see, if this man knows what they see, I don't think he, he is conversant with the happenings in the civil service. I'm not as conversant, but I know what this book says. And this book is superior to any system. And this book is not subject to climate. And this book is not subject to any nation. Anywhere it is applied, it works. Try it, and you'll see it work for you. The hand of the diligent beareth the rule, but the hand of the slothful shall be under tribute. You will no longer be under tribute. You will no longer be under tribute. Now, what is diligence? Diligence is not just hard work, although that is part of it. Working hard is not enough, but working wise. What is diligence? Diligence is commitment to work. Commitment to work. That is, working with your hand and with your brain. The highest productivity at work comes when the hand is combined with the brain at work. That is, when your mind is inspired with divine ideas with uncommon innovation which your hands put to physical manifestation. The real work begins from the mind. The hand is only the medium of communicating what the mind has generated. Real work is mental work. Real work is mental work. A few days ago I was teaching some students at the Covenant University, and I said to them, as I tried to define between an employer and an employee, an employer is one who has more than enough work that requires for him to employ people. So, when you have more than enough, you stop being an employee, and you become an employer. And in most cases, the employer works with his mind. He has an idea. He has an innovation that he does not have sufficient time to carry out by himself alone. So he quickly employs people to help him extend the effect of his mind. And what does that mean also? If you are wiser, you become an employer. You engage people to carry out the work for you. So being diligent means combining your brain with your hand at work for maximum productivity. And it is the Holy Spirit that gives you such innovation, such creativity, that gets it done. So when they saw the wisdom of Joseph, they said to him, we hand over to you. Take charge. Employ the people that need to do the work for you. He became the manager, the coordinator of the activities. That is what diligence is. Putting your brain and your hand to work. Working with commitment. Working impressively. Don't try to impress people with your outward look. It does not last. Don't try to impress people by cutting down others in order to earn favor. No, you don't need that. Let your work speak for you. Believe me, 
If you get a place that belongs to somebody else, you can't have rest. That's why as a believer, don't join others in cutting down people because you want the place. What do you want somebody else's place for? When it is your turn, it will fit you. I am not Bishop Oedipo. I've never struggled to have his place and there will not be a need to do so because I can't fit his place. That's the truth. Everyone is designed to fit a place. It is what God designs you for that he assigns you to. Believe me, I don't envy his position. Too much of responsibility. I'm just happy doing what God has assigned me to do where I am. A lot of people don't think that you see, when you struggle for somebody else's position, you are struggling to accept his responsibility. And can you? Are you ready for it? David never struggled for the position of Saul, even though he had been anointed to take over from him. His friends told him, why don't you help yourself? Cut him down. Be on the fast track. Get it quickly. David said, no. When it is time, God will work it out. Nothing gets you to your right place like the works of your hands. Nothing gets you to your right place like the works of your hand. Nothing gets you to the right place like the work of your hands. That's why believers should depend on this dimension of the wisdom of God. Be diligent and one day they will call for you because they will soon need you. I said they will soon need you. I said they will soon need you. Wisdom that brings about promotion teaches us to be diligent. Because a man that is diligent will soon stand before kings and not main men. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I don't discourage you from knowing people and making contact with people, but don't lobby for anything. I beg you, you are too big for that. You are too big to be lobbying for things, lobbying for position. You are too big to be couching around men, begging for things. The dignity of Christianity doesn't teach that we should beg for things. The dignity of Christianity doesn't teach that we should carry money to people to beg them to give us a place. Stop following their method if you don't want to go down like them. The dignity of Christianity teaches that you should walk and when you walk, your walk will speak for you with the anointing of God upon your life. If they say they won't give you a place, settle down. Find something else to do. In the West, they used to say, if somebody says, leave my house, it doesn't mean leave the world. Can leave his house, but you are still in the world, and you'll soon get a house bigger than his house. I beg you, people of God, never beg for anything. You are too dignified to beg. Don't carry money somewhere. This is important because see, a lot of things happen that Christians don't even count as anything serious again. You know, we had a drama that the drama group did for us during the one night. They say you facilitate your promotion. By giving money to your boss, facilitate or disable facilitation. They don't call you. We see the reason why evil is prevailing is because we don't address it as evil again. They say it's facilitation. It's not bribe. It's facilitation. Somebody commits adultery. They say you see, it's under pressure. You know his wife has traveled for the last one year. It's under pressure. He needs to respond to the law of nature. We don't call evil evil again. That's why evil is prevailing. Evil is slippery because we are not handling it on the neck. Don't carry money to go and beg for a position. I don't know who I'm talking to. Please. If they say they won't give you something, 
Go and do what your, your God-given wisdom can produce for you. And you'll be happy. Your Christian testimony will be preserved. Let your works speak for you. Let your works speak for you. Amen. Now, there are some preachers who go from place to place and tell people, introduce them, I'm so-so and so-so person. I'm an international evangelist. Uh, in case there's chance in your church, um, if I can come to preach there. If you are so international, you won't need to beg for a place. <laughs> your international effect will be inviting people to call you. For the last three years, I've had a standing invitation to come to Australia, but no time yet. They say, please come. No time yet. We are looking for you. Thank you. I'm tight with my work. I celebrate my work in all sense of diligence that compels people to look for me as hot cake. What is my work? All of you seated here, you are my work. You are my work. So I sit down with you, feed you with the word, stay awake at night, talking to God, searching for the right food, the right meal for you, and dishing it out fresh, fresh from the heaven of heaven. That's my work. Not going about from place to place. Do you have a chance for me to preach and leave my major work on Sunday to go and be messing up somewhere else? In the local place where I grew up, they have market days. And on market days, traders don't go around. The previous night, you see them gathering their stuff. My grandmother used to sell kola nut. She would gather kola nut and everything. Everything is ready. And early in the morning, straight to the market. I tell people humorously, Sunday is market day for pastor. That's when all these customers come to the market. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so when you come to the market on Sunday like you have come, you meet the seller. Just like I'm doing, I'm selling the world to you. You are purchasing it with high expectation, with high spirit. And then by the time you are leaving, I say, no, I think I'm really satisfied today. Uh, next market day, I'll be coming. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I am at my work. So, you need to know how to improve your diligence. Number one way to improve your diligence, be available at your work. Be available. Be available. And David went whithersoever. The king sent. He was available. David was always standing by as a steward, waiting for the king's order. At your place of work, are you available to your boss? Are you available to your employer? Casual leave, too much. Ending you up in casualties. The day they needed you most, they can't find you. To give you a crucial assignment that will make your star to shine, they can't find you. Why? You have gone for naming ceremony somewhere. You have taken casual leave to attend wedding where they didn't need you. Your absence wouldn't mean anything to them. But because you want casualty, you must take casual leave. Why am I still, by the grace of God, admired and appreciated by Bishop Oedepo? I'm always available. My commitment to his ministry is paramount. It's a thing my wife and I have grown into. When I'm called, I'm available. I'm available. I'm available. Deep in the night, I'm available. I had the story of a man who was not promoted in the military. 
And the one thing that stopped him from his promotion is that they said he doesn't respond to phone calls. Because the assignment they were to give to him was required a high sensitivity and responsiveness. That look, anytime they call him, he should answer. But uh, he likes to sleep, so he switched off his phone. So when they every pass every other thing, but they said, look, it's not available. It's not always available. It's not always available. You see, there are many things that counts against us that we are not aware of. It's not always available. Number two way to improve your diligence. Be an excited worker. Be happy. Each time they call you, you are enthusiastic. You are optimistic. Always smiling, not frowning. You know, there is a way you can call some staff to come to work. And when you see him, he said, I'll call you back. Uh, Go first, I'll call you. Because of the look on the face. Always looking unhappy and sad and sorrowful. As soon as he appears, the boss even forgets the assignment he wants to give to him. You need to see me when I'm talking with my boss. Excited. Optimistic. Can we try that? Why not? Let's give it a try. What about this assignment? Consider it done. What about that? Beautiful. To get back my report under 24 hours. Excited. 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 What gave those Hebrew boys a place in the palace was their excitement. Excited. What gave Joseph a place in the house of Potiphar? Always excited. Walking every day. A time came the king handed over everything to him. Happy people are candidates for promotion. If you are not happy with the work you are doing, leave the place. They can't promote you there. If it is under me, forget it. No matter the prayer you pray, you can't be promoted. That's the truth. You poor, is it not me who taught you about the anointing? <laughs> Amen. I have discovered that many people get their promotion as a result of being enthusiastic. They are just excited. And you know something? People who are excited always have creative innovations. Those who frown their face have frozen their brain. Number three way to improve your diligence. Be filled with initiatives. What does it mean to, be, to have initiative? Just as that word is, as simple. That is to initiate things. To have initiative means to initiate things that will be to the advancement of your organization. Make meaningful suggestions where you are working. Somebody said, but I've been doing that before. They didn't accept it. They didn't accept it because it was not acceptable enough. They didn't say you are stupid. It is simply meant to say, look, improve on your proposal. Be filled with initiative. The Bible tells us about Joseph. After he was put on the throne in Genesis 41, 46, he went everywhere. He didn't sit down. Initiative told them, look, move around. Do this. Do that. Be filled with initiative. Number four, be faithful and loyal. Be faithful and loyal. What does it mean to be faithful? It means to do the work as if it is your own. Do the work as if it is your own. Do the work as if it is your own. Be faithful. Unfortunately, you have people today, even in the civil service, and several other places, they ask, is it your father's work? Will you die with it? That's why our productivity rate is low. In the West, children are taught from school 
on how to walk faithfully in defense of their nation. In defense of their nation. As bad as we claim that the West is today, you will still find people who stand by their government policies that will not be saboteurs, that will not anybody interfere with the well-being of their nation. They will stand against you by any means. They get you out. But here, people can sell out. Sabotage, too much. But Christians can make the difference. Christians. David was faithful to Saul. He will not do anything to sabotage him. Never. Even when people came to move him to do it, he refused. He even killed a man who claimed that he killed Saul. He said, no, you can't do that. I don't take... You know what David said? In Psalm 111, I suppose, he said, the, he said, my eyes shall be on the faithful in the land, and a liar shall not stand before me. A liar. Psalm 101, I think verse 7. A liar shall stand before me. My eye shall be on the faithful in the land. Be faithful. Be loyal. Be faithful. Be loyal. That's how to improve on your diligence. With diligence, you are going to stand before kings and not before me, men. It's a new day for you. We believe this message has been a blessing to you. We would like to hear from you as you send your testimonies to goshentestimonies at gmail.com or worship with us at Living Faith Church Doshan, Kilometer 26, Abuja Kefi Road. Jesus is Lord.